Hello. I'm not ready. Uh, well, I mean, do everything that you need, uh, Ms. Welch, to prepare. Okay. There we go. Centered, manifest excellence. Hello, I'm Jeriford K. Horcrims. And these are all the same people who were here before. Hey. I'm applauding Hi. silently inside. Hey. Yeah. Hey. Applause, applause within. Now, because it is now after you have fully experienced, been enriched uh, by Kate Welch's turn behind the DM screen. Yes, uh, I do want another to table talk praising me. I do yeah. want to I do want to uh, you know take a moment certainly to appreciate Kate. Yes. Um and Kate's this is my favorite segment. Kate's appreciate works. Kate. <laughs> um appreciate Kate, if you will. Yes. Uh, it's like duplicate, right? Yeah. From Invincible. Um and also I want to appreciate uh, Chris who delivered a great experience. Um who oh. boy. So really in, so enriching, so savory. Thank you so much. Tristan and oh, Ryan are also here. Now, uh, let's take a look at the Table Talk script. It's been provided by Alyssa. We're going to adhere to it. At the maximum, Ryan, you shut your fucking mouth. Jerry has a favorite side of the table, whether we're at the table yeah. or not. Yeah, all so. those fun little things you did. I facilitated <laughs> the box that those things went into. I am the parentheses. <laughs> I am the plate. Yes, this was a lovely little steak, little side of green beans. I, I provided the plate that they go on to. Okay. Compliment the plate. It's Listen, it's a great plate. And Tristan. Thank you. I did nothing, but I degrees. looked great. Here, no, but what? But what you did actually, Tristan, was nourish your boy because you sent me a text at my most horrified um, after the panel that I did with Chris, the psychological horror hour and a half um, role playing 1v1 thing. And I was like, I think that that worked, but I also think that it might have been completely nuts. And then, and I was trying to figure out if something could both work and be completely nuts. But then I got texts from you and then a text from Kate. And that made me feel like maybe it had, maybe it was okay. Like maybe it worked. It was very cool. Chess and I were watching it together. We were, uh, we were eviscerating you, but also yes. cheering you on. But also well, eviscerating, but also cheering you yeah, for sure. By now, you must certainly it was, know. There's a lot of this. Well, yeah, I mean, a lot. Do you mean all? Yes, because. <laughs> But what then we were doing it that we were absolutely we were doing it exactly. Jesus. But then after an hour and a half, there was a result. That's all I'm trying exactly. to say. Now, prestige. <laughs> exactly. If you will. Now, uh, Jerry, announce Idol Champions code giveaway. And this is actually hot, hot, hot shit. Uh, we're giving away a big walnut bundle featuring an unlock for walnut dong grass. Who, who figures prominently in many successful builds. 42 uh, walnut gold chests and an exclusive golden epic right now. Get active in chat. I saw it before. I know I'll see it again. As well, uh, the Level Up Dice Black Table Shaker D20. So these are both available to you. Um, become present, manifest excellence, as Kate did to start the table talk. Um, and then, of course, very, very soon, I will know uh, who came away with it. Now... Uh, 
the next section is entitled top donor callouts. So Ooh. we're going to start uh, to my right with Ryan Hartman, which is to say, Dinar Blitzen, host yes. vessel of the Glittering Dragon King, uh, Varus Malus. How are things at the hut? Owner and proprietor of the hut, I am ready for this now because the itinerary was followed correctly for this game. And now I'm prepared. Don't you talk. My time to talk. You listen to me. All hey, right. Things at the hut. They're great. <laughs> oh, we're having so much fun at the Yum Yum Hut. Everyone should come in, buy lots of hot dogs and hamburgers. We have a good time. Who is our new favorite customer slash employee? This is great because we finally get a new person because we've been inundated with the same weirdo for a little while. But <laughs> new person, who's it going to be? Employee of the month? Bat, 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 Tyrannosaurus. <laughs> finally. <laughs> Finally, finally, a new face. Finally, some fresh blood. Uh, Here's what you get. Another one. Bit. You're going to make a vest out of these things. <laughs> it says yum and yuck, but I, but because you reverse it to show us the other side, it could also say yum, and then it could say muy, like more. Ooh. On the other side, just in, I, I'm just, that's one way to do it. I'm just, sure. I'm not, obviously I'm not the in boss. The mirror, I don't, hang out, hang out in front of mirrors and you can say whatever you want. <laughs> yeah, I guess that's, that's true. I guess that's true. It keeps giving. Yeah, I can be nourished <laughs> by that. Now, to the right of my right, uh, Walnut Dongrass, uh, what a pleasure it is uh, to see you once again. Is there any new business? Yes, the new business is this mortal plane, uh, this realm that we're on, this prime material, the planet. If you will. Uh, is in trouble. And Captain Planet is dead. Climate change killed him. So we need, uh, he's not coming back. He's never coming back. Don't he's wait for him. Back. What about he's Heart? Killed. Isn't that part of no, it? No, they're all, they're all done. You no, killed, that was the first one to go. You killed Home Tree <laughs> where the blue cats are, Captain Planet, like the whole thing's messed up. So. Now, hey, do you, the, do you all still remember the whole Captain Planet theme song, by the way? Captain like, Planet, he's our hero. He's hero. Gonna, gonna take, take no, pollution down to zero. No, that was it. Fair okay. use. Okay. Listen, the IP is still active, but Captain Planet is deceased. Okay. Oh, wow. So, Where are you reboot? So, uh, would you let me get through my garbage? Sorry. The <laughs> Enclave is now, uh, you know, our first line of defense. Uh, in you know what just being a warrior of the natural world and this week Rahuju Bay uh one put in for some great lore from wow Rosie B Singer who is incredible and was also our top enclave uh person but now I'm also putting the guilt on you that I need you to you know step up and really represent represent the grove in RP spaces and in real life, and I will be checking the receipts, please. But I love, I love the, I love the idea that the uh, the EPA is like turned to GoFundMe, like in the modern era. <laughs> it's like, like everything else, right? Right now, to my left, uh, Rosie, uh, stars. There they are. Nice. Uh, yeah, there's one of them. It's like a. It looks like a. It's got a kind of a, a curve to it. Um, and that one's real interesting. You don't see that a whole lot of the time. Nice. I'm going to call that one. I can't decide. I've got two options here. Either 
arcs tangents or arc staying the ant. But I, hey, I'll figure it out. Yeah. We like it. And and it doesn't look like this, but it's next to this one. Yeah. It looks Absolutely. like that one. Yeah, no. Uh, to the left of totally my different. left. Oh, yeah, exactly. It's 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 similar. Um, to the left of my left, uh, have there been any emanations from the void, Kuthra uh, Straub? All the time, every day. You can't no, get away non-stop. from it. Non-stop. It's, it's an emanation a minute around here. Yeah, just try asking any other at any other point. I'm going to say, yep, I will. I will honestly say that. I mean, the whole the whole reason I asked is, you know, historically, is because it was predicated upon the idea that void emanations were a rarity. Are you saying that this is actually more or less constant? A, a drumbeat? I mean, if you're, depends on what kind of emanation, like what kind of quality you're looking for. Because I guess that's if true. You're, I'm just talking about like random, like whatever emanating. Fine, sure, yes, you'll see those. But then sometimes there's a some a, a resonance. That mm. speaks to me. Nice. And today, that resonance is Doctor Mondo. Doctor Mondo. I assume oh. I assume it's Doctor Mondo Seven. It could be just DRM on the Seven. Yeah. It might be a chord. <laughs> I don't know what well, that is, but uh, you'll receive uh, one of my one of my own musings in glyphic form, and I, I hope that it serves you and the, those secret chords that you may seek. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Now, uh, in terms of the uh, Cal the Calderon, Catherine uh, Melky uh, representing uh, oneself in this context. Now, I had a chance to speak to Catherine Melky at length uh, a couple times during the show. What a pleasure it was! Uh, now, poll result discussion. So, we had two choices. We had the Dingari. Uh, it was close. Uh, there was an opportunity to go into some Dingari culture. Um, we did not arrive at it. No. Now, if it's any if it's any oh. consolation, Dingari culture is largely manta based. I mean, it's not you know, it's not. It's a manta figure. You say that like it's not fascinating. Mantas figure prominently. It's, kind of a, it's just like it's a just turnkey. Mantas. Who cares? Yeah. Whatever. See, no, I did not. I had forgotten just how ridiculous this episode was. Um, it turns out that it's quite ridiculous. Um, <laughs> but there was some legitimately gross Manta Ring interactions, uh, perhaps from Grandmother Knight. Jerry, um, you put a Manta with rings on it in front of me. I'm going to rip those rings out of that Manta. I feel yeah. like you know this about you, me. By you know now. what, though? And honestly, it, this actually brings me back. I remember us talking right before the first game that we played. Um, it, it was after the game zero that we did uh, mm -hmm. with the square dance, the star mm -hmm. dance. And mm -hmm. then before the first one that we actually did with Hyper RPG, but there was that period in the middle and you were like, hey, if you ever put a Manta in front of me with some rings, I'm going to use a shadow <laughs> ability and pull them out. And I was like, okay, Kate, all right. Yeah, it's never going to happen. You know what I mean? I was like, when's that ever going to happen? And lo and behold, I knew you it. know, nigh on four years I later, um, you, I mean, you made good. You made good on your, on your promise. That paid now, off. Indeed. Now, uh, the, Cy the Cyboscus is called thus because everything else about it, except for what it uses, except for that psionic auger that it uses to extract nutrition, 
um, you make up yourself. This is just how people perceive it. But imagine that the creature itself, the, the, um, this sort of licking extra dimensional tongue. I don't know if you've ever had, um, if you've ever had to have a plumber come in yeah. and unwind uh, one of their spooly tools Ooh. and then apply it with oh, great yeah. force to the pipes oh. in your house. There's a oh, camera yeah. on this to your house. Yes, Tristan. Oh, it's not, but I, it's fine. You're not ready. You got the camera on there and it takes great force. Obviously there's a lot of PSI involved. It is being projected down. Now imagine if a creature outside mm. the model of existence that we know, the model that I have in my first Planescape box set. Imagine if such a creature were to thrust its instrument of consumption Ooh. into the prime material plane or the astral plane, and then just have it whip around and collect material and matter. That yeah. is the Cyboscus. That's that cool. is, so, it's, so it's a catamari. Uh, well, in no, some ways, actual it's, catamari. It's a, it, yeah, it's it's a deeply erotic. Uh, no, Kate, <laughs> no. It's like the just, automated things saying. that rove around the bottom of a pool and suck up dirt. Yeah, there you go. Yeah, but, ball. yeah, that's but, what I said. But bad. But they're called catamari, so Kate is right. <laughs> oh, Thanks, Ryan. harumph. <laughs> Now, the former pool owner, I, I was just gonna say, <laughs> pool owner, pool owner over here. Um, yeah. Now, uh, winter callouts. Would it surprise you to learn that these substantial uh, walnut bounties have accrued to longtime allies of the channel and of the oh. program, Stuharves oh. and Gelatinous Dude? No. Mm -hmm. It's no, mm. it's it's no surprise, and in fact, it's it's their time. This is it their time like to two people who got very active in the chat. You know what exactly. I mean? Exactly. Yeah, they, they, they I'm unbothered by the they news. cranked it up. Now, uh, Elderwood Academy, Cathris, Elite Hex Chest, lots of custom work, and of course, you will see custom work even inside the chest itself. This is going to Leftria, and my presumption is that this Leftria is. The same Lefria that was probably in the Omegathon oh! at, at our gloriously returned oh. PAX show. Um, I would now, assume. indeed, now because you were not at the final round with us on stage, I, I mean, I can I can guess at how things might have gone. I don't know where it happened, but I like to think it was right up until the very end. Um, level up dice, black table shaker, D20. Uh, Siros, the boss, uh, a, a dice worthy of the title. Um, enjoy. Now, uh, for this game, MVP, what do we think? Oh, God. Mm. I mean, the Prince Albert that Rosie ripped out of that manta is pretty good. Yeah, it seems uh, like, it, it seems like you guys are adding a lot of eroticism that I did not intend. And it seems like the erotic content has only um, been bolstered since we played the game because we, you're wait, both in a state. That was, wasn't that a 
his name? It was Prince Albert Dinkari Dolap. I'm pretty positive. <laughs> Basically, I was going to say, like, those rings were uh, apparently, like, uh, in the wings, but we don't know the wings of what. So, exactly. consider it. The balls are the wings of the dick. Are they? Precisely. And, and Tristan has a ready-made gesture of some kind. I, Unpleasant. I, I cannot think of a better object that created more joy than Rosie just gunking up. Don't make it about. Don't make it about that. Uh, it is now. Th- then, then Rosie gunking up all those mantas. That was so funny. I was. It was Duh. really. It was really funny, and it also had a. Ch- it also gave us a chance to go back to one of the first conversations that Kate and I had actually had about Rosie, which is what the shadow represents. Like, obviously it represents the obvious things that we know, but it actually, what it actually means to Rosie and what shadow means in a society. Um, yeah. I remember the conversation and I try to- I remember it well, yeah. I try to I let it inform, you know, when I'm interacting with Rosie's powers, I try to figure out how that, uh, resolves itself. Now, yeah, it was. We've, I think we've talked about it on Table Talk before. Don't mm-hmm. don't move on. I want to talk about this. Um, no, if we haven't, that, that's just, the section. That's literally the section that we're at right now. Standard game discussion and question answering. Well, fantastic. Let's enter the section. Um, the the shadow stuff that you have referred to is like the you you had this wonderful analogy that old people, old women in particular, particular that get um, that tend to get brushed aside as irrelevant or not economically useful or not sexually interesting. And so they exactly. accumulate in the corners like shadows do. And so Rosie has figured out a way to use that dismissal to her advantage, which is one of my favorite things about her is that, you know, she's just a, she's literally a tiny little old lady. How dangerous could she possibly be? And, and utilizing that, uh, that delicious dramatic irony has always been fun. But, you know, I, I will never forget. It's so funny. Like when I think back to, I wanted every character to have, God, I mean, this is like five years ago now. This is insane. But I wanted every character to have a weird little introduction that was sort of their own um, when we first started the game. And so that moment where these two young toughs try to roll Rosie as she goes into her new home like that's still one of the coolest moments in the show to me. I mean, immortalized even in the introduction, right? It's so, so cool. It was um, a really cool moment. Yeah. And, and then I tried to come back to that with this episode where I basically did initiative, but the initiative is only to orient us toward whose scene is going in what order. Mm-hmm. Individually, you're not really working together on these problems. Each of you can handle these problems. Um, well, I guess Ryan might not be able to handle his problem. I guess we'll see. Ryan can handle it. Tanar, though. Yes. Now, now you're talking. Now you're talking. Yeah. But I tried to come back to some of that in this episode where everybody sort of has their own section, their own scenes, and they can define them how they want. Um, now, is there any more standard game discussion before I move into the question answering phase? Uh, can we talk about the Grave of Men? Absolutely. Uh, I saw some mega ship. I saw mega ship potential in chat for Cthris and Grave of Men. I think you got to normalize platonic intimacy. There's nothing wrong with a demon and a drow just perceiving a battlefield together. Yeah. Enjoying each other's company. There's nothing wrong with it. It's fine. It's normal. It's natural. 
Yeah, if anything, if anything, it's regular. I'm done normalizing. Yeah. Let's all be freaks about it. Yeah. <laughs> Let's go back. <laughs> if anything, <laughs> Let's actually we're too positive about it. Let's <laughs> revert it back to kink. We liked that. That was more no, fun. It's completely platonic, but it is fucking weird. And I love that. <laughs> yeah. Enjoy yeah, that. Don't take the weirdness from me. Um, hey, hey, hey. So Tarantasaurus has popped in. And they okay. are suggesting, hey, shout out to Tris. Uh, on last week's Table Talk, you said that Pax had made you feel the happiest you had been in months. You're not alone. Thank you for sharing. In fact, I talked to Tarantasaurus and uh, Catherine Melky in the same conversation, actually. Um, and obviously, you know, fully masked up, everybody vaxxed. I mean, obviously, you know, Ryan did his absolute best to establish a framework around the event that allowed it to be safe and fun. Um, but yeah, it was, it nourished a lot of people. Um, it, it, it gave people a lot of, of energy, even in its form, like even in this current form of it. And obviously it's nothing but, you know, we'll, we'll keep on moving up from here, but, uh, yeah, I feel the same way, Tris, for sure. It was, I've been, I've been processing it here for the last couple of weeks, honestly. Yeah, I'm I'm bummed that we haven't uh that we that it was like oh I got everybody that I like you know like I mean it I feel like every time I go to Pax and it's in Seattle I'm like wow there's people that are coming from all over I should hang out with them and then I'm like no I mean I just have very intense conversations with everyone that already lives here but never comes <laughs> and hang out at my place that's true. Yeah. Um, and that is what happened and it was great now oh that. that's awesome. That's kick-ass. Yeah, yeah that's, I was de deeply nourished. You need an excuse to do it. I don't have one either. Sure. It's a bummer, but. Uh, now, Sabrath says, do you ever feel there are times where maps are necessary for combat? Um, certainly, I have been asked by players to um, provide more detail occasionally, but generally the way that I try to run combat is similar to how combat works in Star Wars, where it's like you're very close, you're not close, or you're super far away. And that's, I mean, I try to, in terms of like actual feet, I try to provide that so that people know if their spells can target inside specific places. And so I try to provide it for that. But in terms of how I run it, um, it's like, hey, you're in their face, or they're in your face, or you're a little bit back or you're super far away. And that's basically the, the truth is, is that, you yeah. know, in 5e, that's for the most part sufficient, at least in my experience. Faces instead of feet. Got it. Yeah. 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 How many More hands away am I? Yeah. Six faces away. Right. I mean, I remember when we would run those AI games on stage with Chris, uh, Chris Perkins, with? we were like, we were like fighting Drist or whatever. And it's like, we're literally like moving these models around and like four four e combat takes a minute on stage. It I takes mean, a minute. Yeah. There, some people look, uh, some people don't do war gaming. And so they want to get out, you know, like the grid and the map. They want to like lay it all out. I did that for 3.5. And oh, yeah, um, for sure. And now for me personally, I don't like to, I don't like to fight at, like almost at all. 
uh, I like when we do one thing and it baffles an enemy and then we get to leave. Like, that's great. Uh, Ideal for me, but great thing you can do yeah and, whatever and, the hell you want and at this table we don't have to fight too much. <laughs> do no, what no. you want to do uh, it's your thing for lack of a better term um but for me i mean i and that isn't to say that you know if somebody else is running their table in a certain way like i love war games but for me i, I i'm able to um i'm able to satisfy that that kink away from this table i i play dedicated war games um and then when I come here, I'm mostly trying to um, give people, give the players at the table what they need to make the best visual movie. Um, and I have found, and I think that it's more or less worked because I will often go back to moments in these games and they're not filed correctly. They aren't filed as d d sure. games. Like they're not filed as something that we have done at the table like the story and some of these moments they're they're filed in the emotion column and then that i have to extract out of that like it's been really i have a hard time imagining that all the things that have happened in this campaign all happened in the same campaign there was a sci-fi season it's almost like it was years like five like a half a decade you need the time yeah Mm -hmm. jesus when you put it like that no it's true um shy guy fieri uh jerry and chris you've been teasing us for literal years about there being a full version of the theme song is there really a full version or are you just a couple of jerks well not that we have recorded certainly the could Could be be both both. yeah okay no los both um but uh certainly i have written lyrics um, and I know how to perform them to the track because I did that before Chris had done his version. I, I've had that track yeah. forever. I, I've had that bass beat forever. Um, that was the um, Super Commuter. I mean, basically, those beats are from the composer of Super Commuter. So, uh, who I met. Yeah, you remember we were working on a, diff- a completely different thing that is nazi team related for it for a long yes, time i know i know there's and actually like multiple maybe, songs on that track but that might be it might be fun to i mean it seems like if we were ever going to do it uh you know for the the culmination of the program it might be nice to actually get it done i think it's appropriate yeah, yeah. i don't i have not heard your lyrics necessarily i think i've heard some of them but like i also have i think i have one for each character that hasn't me been. too shared okay no, well, there you i go. have lyrics i have lyrics for every i have lyrics for every uh character in the show yeah every npc so, yeah every <laughs> every, <laughs> every piece but seven hour power ballad every romarillion esque yeah exactly no matter how small boy, but a, <laughs> no, to uh, need to red large here now uh brochepene yeah. Uh, says, I think this may be my last live show before I move to the VOD squad uh, as I'm about to start a job that interferes with the C team. Bible thump is now typed uh, as though it were an emoji. Um, mm. What special beverage should I buy to enjoy the weekly VODs and assuage my sorrow? My recommendation for a beer to accompany the program um, would be New Belgium's 1554 um, if you can track it down. It's quite good. That is the beer that got me into craft brewing as a concept. 
uh, low those many years ago. And uh, that's my favorite beer from them. And so you will definitely be synchronized with the mental state if you secure some 1554. But I am open to other suggestions from the panel. Obviously, Miller High Life, the champagne beer, you gotta <laughs> get it. Just get yourself two 40s in those, crack into them before the first oh, break. Yeah. That's the good stuff. That's the good stuff. If if Jerry's uh, the if, one that told me that that's the best. It's the best one. And Bartles and James, you can't lose. Like basically, oh, the wine every, cooler every flavor. Oh my God. You just, it's a winner. It's a winner. It's a refresher. <laughs> If you, uh, get the bright green mad dog. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but I was going to say Boone's Farm Melon Ball. Boone's if you Farm, there like we go. Me, Not Super Strawberry Bowl Fields? 2004. Yeah, I didn't, I didn't drink at the time, and I didn't drink for a long time after that. So get there, yeah. get in the spirit. But Come I had $2. <laughs> Have we thought about maybe, maybe, just like, maybe just like bottom shelf anything in Baja Blast? Yeah, anything that comes in a plastic bottle. Yeah. Big size plastic bottle. Hold on. Are you, Tristan, are you, are you suggesting that it's not Baja Blast? No, because of the way that it's said. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's not pronounced Harry Holkins. Well, Harry, it is. maybe to you. <laughs> Look, Beja. you can pronounce it however you want. I was told never to make fun of how someone pronounces something because it means they had only read it. And so you are very learned in the ways of the Bohemian Blast. That's a huge benefit to me. Um, I enough time in Baja Blast culture. Yeah, you're not you're not submerged in it. Um, Robin Childs, so nice, obviously, uh, to see them in the chat. Uh, what has Grave of Men been up to, though? How are the spawn? Did that career change work out? I am open to any Grave of Men um, headcanon, aside from the idea that Grave of Men must have spent some portion of time, perhaps, um, in the hells, um, because they apparently have a grip of soul coins uh, that they have used to progress. So my suspicion is that uh, it might have been a summoning situation where they were summoned and did a tour of some kind, uh, you know, on Avernus or something, and has extracted some of that hellish wealth and is now trying to move on. But I am down to clown for other interpretations um, of this uh, demon. I'm not. Zero. All right. Um, no, not a bit. Perfect. AJ Scorp. One cannon. That's it. We're done. Um, AJ Scorp, I don't think I've ever known this. Who is responsible for the YouTube thumbnails for these episodes? They bring so much joy. Now, there was some sniffing, perhaps, in the last episode. But indeed, if you enjoy them, you should know that our producer, Josh Price, um, who you have almost certainly seen on the stream, at other times, hand selects in the matter of an artisan um, the exact frame that will provide maximum joy. And so I will make sure uh, that they hear your uh, praise. Indeed, they already have because they're in this voice chat. Um, Junior C. Hag. I'm confused about the timeline. Does the Icewind Dale live show take place before or after these C Team episodes? So when it comes to timing, you at the end of this season, you won't wonder where the timing is. 
you'll you'll know exactly you have where much bigger problems yeah yeah exactly plate. exactly if you survive this season um <laughs> but you will know for a fact exactly where um the c team sort of uh delivers our characters back into uh the prime material you'll know exactly where it hooks up to the other campaign because i'll specifically emphasize it for you i mean in the if we've been able to do the game last year it would have synced up in a much like more robust way but as it stands i'll just make sure that you know for your own uh record keeping uh sick elmo will the spice and dice event be in the traditional 5e format or a different system and i mean i know that i am there to eat very very spicy gummies um but beyond that and i know that uh my good friend christopher straub is going to be operating the game from behind the screen but beyond that it's possible i don't know what the system is my i mean my impulse is to do is to have just straight up 5e but then add it like a sanity loss metric that relates to number of gummies consumed forced upon you <laughs> also here's the question am i supposed to eat them as the dm or will i be coughing through it like is that a bad yes. form Alyssa says yes, yes. just choking out Alyssa says yes it. okay you don't have to eat and them, I will eat them, but they got to get in you. Yes, they have to become, well, they have to be incorporated. Alyssa okay. has a lot of rules about what we can and can't eat. Yeah. yeah it's a, I don't it's, get, this is not the first time this has happened. No, mm -hmm. it keeps coming up, frankly. Um, now, Armored Kitten. I just started DMing for a group of my friends. Got my second session this weekend. Any tips for a newbie DM? I, I would like to direct this to the panel um, if I could, because my DM style is really just a manifestation of my mental illnesses. Um, although maybe that's true for, for everybody. Same answer. Yeah, yeah, same answer. Same yeah. answer. But I would love to reach out because, I mean, every person here has actually run a game for, for this group in some way. Not true. It is true. It is it true. Is true. I don't think I, I haven't done it yet, but I. Well, you, I know but, you, you, but you did our you did our Cthulhu game where. Oh, what yeah. the, oh that's What about right. Ryan? Yeah. yeah, I did. Ryan did, Ryan did, the, the, Ryan did yeah. Fred Chicken. Fred Chicken. Mm -hmm. No, I know you did Fred Chicken. I meant Chris. How could you forget that you DM'd for Ryan, who really gave you his A game for that character? And I am. So oh, absolutely. Sad. No, I I know Please. that. I just haven't done it as a C team. That's true. Yeah. yeah. How did you get out of DMing for us? I'm scared. Hey, wait a second. Please don't make hey. me do Yeah, I kind of but... want, want to hear Ryan's answer to this because Ryan took the newbie DM True. mantle and ran with it. Uh, I feel like I am cut from a similar DM cloth to Mike where it's like I wanted to make oh. a sub game within a game and find a weird mechanic and then try to build a story around it. Like I found a hook that I thought was interesting and then I tried to like work backwards from that systematize and also, it. yeah maximum silly voices i was like let's pile on more dumb voices i got a i got a fried chicken the return of fried chicken brewing hell yeah i did i definitely borrowed from uh the book of kate where i had seen her pr prior to this uh because i was dming and i was very like oh no i don't want to do it the whole time um that's not me and uh 
Then Kate was like, oh, no, you can do it. It's easy. Everybody does that. Ryan did it. You can do it. No, I'm joking. She didn't say that. But maybe Sound she like did. that, but I did but say, I did say did. that. I did. Say um, that. And I had seen Kate at one point be like, I have to DM this game. I need to come up with something for it. And I'm like, when is it? And she's like 20 minutes. And I'm like, <laughs> what are we, what are we, what are we doing? Um, and then, uh, she, yeah, it was, I, I forget which game it was, but you had done it and you were just like, you're like, I felt so good about that. Yeah. My, I just relied on my players. They're all funny people and they're not going to let you, you know, like die up there. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. so yeah, I would say if you're not going to be the type of DM, that's like, <laughs> I'm here to punish my players oh, sure. there to have a, and you're there to have a good time. Your players will want you to succeed. Also, it's mutually beneficial. Mm-hmm. There's also, there's a huge difference between DMing a one shot and DMing for a campaign. And it doesn't sure. sound like it's clear what this person is DMing for. Well, they're just starting but, out, right? So they're starting out, but, but still like, if this is like the beginning of a new campaign, right. then I actually think that you, the pressure is really off because when you start a new campaign, and I'm saying this entirely hypothetically, cause I've never DMed a campaign someday I'd love to, but I think that it's okay for you to not know any of the answers to anything, just to mm-hmm. like, set up MacGuffins and then as, like as as you evolve the story together you'll figure out like ooh, it would be really cool if that went that way but that might not come for six months you know so I guess I guess if it's a if it's a campaign just set up a bunch of cool stuff see where your players are interested in and go for that it's a if it's yeah. a one shot I like to have beats that I want to try to get them to hit I want I want to make sure they get to a satisfying conclusion most right. of all and I've done a lot of fucking one shots at this point yeah that, that's more like the movie concept like a movie a discrete story has to have those those beats or else you won't even recognize that that's what it is. Mm-hmm. But in terms of the campaign, I think that Kate's exactly right. You want to put things out and you want to have ideas. I mean, you want to have a, a good sense of the of the game state and the world state, right? Mm-hmm. But you don't want to be so precious about it that when your players are giving you really good stuff, you don't follow that interest. Totally. Yes. Right. So follow, that's the follow trick. their interest and their good ideas. If you're like, fuck, that's better than what I did. Just pretend that just you thought of that too. Yeah. No, and they will <laughs> feel so smart and cool exactly. for having gotten it. Uh, uh, Prince Moo. Oh no, I clicked it. Oh no, it, it disappeared. Ah, oh, ah. going to be good. Oh my God. Put it in chat. <sighs> Let's what was it? it again. I'm going to wait. I'll wait. No, I'll wait too. Um, nobody talk nobody talk everybody <laughs> vamp i'm gonna go here hey to find it so something that i was thinking about um was uh if there was a thing like i don't know if you guys have eaten any food um is this paraphrased this to, can't be the question today <laughs> um, moo is usually much more eloquent than this yeah. yeah, yeah, I don't, I don't think I don't know. I don't know. Always, no, you feeling all right? No, uh, yeah, yeah, Junior Seahag, who here has seen a crab? No, listen, I don't. This is very hurtful stuff. Oh yeah, this one was the embargo breaker. Oh, oh. the embargo breaker. Hey, two Qs and one was about whether or not we'd see Jasmine on the C team as certainty. Um, that isn't currently the plan, although although Jasmine is local, and so it wouldn't be impossible to do a cool transition there from the end of our season to um you know the rest of of certainty drawn's time on the on the a game stage so that's not currently the that isn't 
currently the plan. Certainly we haven't discussed it with her, but she's local and I'm sure that she'd be down to clown. And that might be, that might be pretty fun. I have a couple of very specific story beats I need to extract from certainty. And I feel like for, for the rest of this season, and I feel like just straight up giving Jasmine a script, like that's not what I wanted to do. I don't really know what, I mean, we talked about some basic character motivations, but I've left certainty. Uh, obviously certainty is, omen's kid and so she's gonna have schemes of her own but i sort of use that as a way to not define a lot about her because i hoped someday we would find somebody who could actually play her in the main game so if i'm going to be giving her a script then she just has to read it like that doesn't seem like it'd be fun for jasmine but it might be fun at the end of the season so let me consider that uh possibility let's go back to the uh the script that i have from Alyssa. Let's see what's here. Oh, Jerry, thank partners. Well, it'd be my great pleasure to do so, Alyssa. Uh, Level Up Dice, uh, Idle Champs, of course, uh, Elderwood Academy, longtime allies of the program. Thank you so much uh, for supporting what we do. Thank you so much, Shadow Council. Mayor Labors, please you. Uh, We will see you again next week.